and welcome in to a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of MileHighSports.com. That is where you can find all of the Mile High Sports content that we put out. You can find that under MileHighSports.com if you just click on the Nuggets icon in the top right corner. All right. So things did not go well for the Nuggets tonight. They ended up losing 95-90 to to the Washington Wizards in Denver for what was arguably the worst loss of the season. For the Nuggets who were fighting for a two-seed or even potentially the one-seed, a loss like this just simply can't happen. They are just so much better, more talented, more of a team, have better chemistry than anything that Washington can even hope to have right now. And really, Denver just kind of gave a game away. And a lot lot of stuff went into that. I know that people are going to immediately point to Nikola Jokic getting ejected, which is absolutely one of the biggest issues in this game, but there was a lot of other things that went into it, so we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about um, Nikola Jokic getting ejected, what happened, why it matters so much, and then also the causality of that, why Michael Malone was so frustrated in his post-game press conference. It was as short of a post-game press conference as he has had all year, and you could just tell, you could see it. He was just seething. In addition to that, the entire Nuggets group, the entire roster, they fell apart in the second half. They just completely got away from everything that makes them such a dangerous team, and it really led into the consistent inconsistencies that this Nuggets team has shown since the All-Star break has come and gone. Um, in addition to that, I do want to look ahead briefly at the Golden State game that is coming up because the Nuggets want to make some headway towards the second seed, if not the first seed. This has now become a game that they probably have to win if they really want a realistic chance at overtaking Golden State to becoming the first number one seed in the Western Conference in Denver Nuggets history. Um, So we'll definitely dive into all of that. Before we do that, though, first off, quick shout out to the Regulators Production Group. They are Regulators Regime on Instagram. They are the ones who made the beats on the intro and outro of this podcast. And also Terrapin Care Station, which is the best place for all of your cannabis goods in the Denver metro area. They are the presenting sponsor of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. They're wouldn't be a show without without them, so let me give you one quick word from them before we go any further. Before we get into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, let me give you one quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. talking point of the Nuggets loss to um, to Washington. Man, I almost forgot who it was. It's becoming a very long season. I'm starting to lose my mind here a little bit, but their loss to Washington, not Washington tonight, which was the ejection of Nikola Jokic. So let's just start with what happened here. So 
the game started out extremely chippy between Bobby Portis and Nikola Jokic, and it it resulted in Nikola Jokic getting hit in the face during the game so hard that he had to leave because he was bleeding so much. He came back with some kind of gauze in his nose to stop the bleeding. He looked like a boxer who had gone through seven rounds of just really getting his ass kicked. I mean, he had he took a shot from Bobby Portis when he was going to the rim. So. Game was already chippy, not a whole lot of foul calls going Nikola Jokic's way, and he was getting very frustrated. So he ends up getting an offensive rebound, putting the shot back up, and he did get fouled. On replay, you can see that he absolutely did get fouled in this uh, in that sequence, but instead of the foul call coming through, it didn't, and Nikola Jokic absolutely lost it. He went out screaming at this official, James Capers, and after he'd yelled for just a little bit too long, he got his first technical. So Nikola Jokic's version of this part of the story is the only one that we really have, and what he said happened was Nikola Jokic said something back to the official. He didn't specify what, and the official answered back with, do you want me to give you your second technical? And Nikola Jokic, and this is according to Nikola, said, I don't care, and that's when he got his second, his second technical. So once he got that second, that second technical, he was then obviously thrown out of the game and ejected. Jokic got his money's worth as he yelled at every single official that was within ear's reach, and it was quite the chaotic scene. The worst part was was that this was a close game with just about you know three and a half minutes left when the Nuggets really needed Nikola Jokic because he was the only one who was productive in this game. So. That's that's an issue. That's a really big issue. And I wanted to make sure I talk about why this ejection was so so noteworthy on the Nikola Jokic front. Not on the Nuggets side necessarily. Not on even Michael Malone or what or the way that the officials call Nikola Jokic's game. But for Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, he cannot like absolutely cardinal sin cannot go off like this unnecessarily in a close game that Denver needs to win. This was one of the only easy wins left that the Nuggets had on their schedule and they made it tough on themselves as they have as they have done a ton this year and they needed Nikola Jokic to pull the game out and honestly there's a very high chance a high likelihood that the Nuggets would be able to pull out this win if Nikola Jokic was not ejected. Him getting himself thrown out of this game is a massive massive issue. And if it happened just once, that's forgivable. Guys get frustrated. It's late March. That's a very tough spot to be for the Nuggets. But this is the second time that he has now been ejected for just absolutely going nuclear on an official in the last 15 days. He did this in Indiana again in the fourth quarter with less than four minutes left in a winnable game that Denver could have definitely used. So when De- so when Nikola Jokic goes off in Denver against Indiana and then does it again and it actually results in a loss, that is a big issue. So I, I get it. I get why there was so much backlash. And Nikola Jokic, he said in his exit interview, as well as coming into training camp, that his goal was to stop, or I guess to compose himself better when it comes to dealing with the officials of the NBA. And he has done a generally good job of that throughout the season. But he lost it tonight, and he lost it two weeks ago, and he can't go backwards. He can't start to regress in this way. The Nuggets need him too badly, and that's what Michael Malone said after the game. Malone matter-of-factly said, we need Nikola. We cannot have a situation where he is removing himself from the game unnecessarily, and I'm paraphrasing here, but... 
that's the general gist is that the Nuggets cannot afford to lose Nikola Jokic, especially for a completely unavoidable situation. The other reason why this matters so much is that if Nikola Jokic is this frustrated with the way that he is being officiated as things are right now, this issue is only going to get worse in the playoffs. In the playoffs, referees allow the or players just play more physically. Referees swallow their whistle more often, and Nikola Jokic is if the if things stay the same way they are, is going to get more and more and more frustrated. And the Nuggets need Nikola Jokic to be mentally locked in, locked into these games. If he is arguing with the officials the entire time, it is going to eventually hurt the Nuggets far more than it's going to help them. Yes, it's good that he's fiery. Yes, it's good that he's willing to stick up for himself and that he shows off the ability to really push back at times like this. It's it, it they are alpha qualities, but. It can't be to officials. It just cannot be because then the Nuggets are going to lose games unnecessarily in a playoff setting where every single possession matters. And the Nuggets without Nikola Jokic are frankly just a mediocre team. I know that sounds harsh, but with the way the Nuggets are built, every single decision in terms of roster construction and schematic construction offensively and defensively has been built with Nikola Jokic in mind. So if he is getting himself ejected from games unnecessarily or getting himself mentally taken out of games by arguing with with officials, it hurts the Nuggets in every single facet. You, he just cannot be a guy to get thrown off by officials or it's going to be so much worse for the Nuggets than it needs to be. This is why, which is my next point, that it's okay that Malone called out Nikola Jokic in his post-game press conference. Malone is notoriously fantastic at not calling out his players in the media. He does not do it. But this has just become an issue that needed to be addressed in a way that everybody there is absolutely zero matter of there's there's zero room for interpretation malone set the line in the sand nikola jokic cannot do this and he said that he cannot get tossed full stop end of the conversation he has to find a way to avoid that situation no matter what so for Malone to go out of his way to call out his franchise player was actually I thought a very very important thing and this is the thing, too. Everyone who's like, he should have talked to him behind closed doors. You really think that Michael Malone hasn't talked to Nikola Jokic about this? This is a conversation they had in Nikola Jokic's exit interview at the end of last year. There's absolutely at least one conversation and probably many conversations that Michael Malone has had with Nikola Jokic about keeping his cool when it comes to the way that he is officiated. Again, Jokic was fouled. He was correct in terms of the way the call should have gone. That does not, you know, allow him to go off in the manner that he did. And in addition to that, this probably was as good of a time as there is. The Nuggets have not been playing well. The Nuggets still have, what, seven games or so left until the playoffs arrive? So you have plenty of time to get back on track. The Nuggets are at their worst right now. They just suffered a terrible home loss of the Wizards. If there's a time for Michael Malone to call out his guy, it was tonight, and he did so. And I think it's going to be a very important thing. And after the game, Nikola Jokic did not seem distraught as if his coach had just demoralized him. That was not the situation. That was not how it felt, and Nikola Jokic was actually very, very aware in his postgame presser. So, 
I think it all makes a lot of sense. Michael Malone's frustration makes sense. Nikola Jokic needs to know and understand and integrate into his mental state that he cannot act like this and throw away games like this. He just absolutely cannot because the Nuggets would have gotten a win tonight if it wasn't for, or likely would have gotten a win tonight if it wasn't for him just basically throwing this game because he was so frustrated with the officials. (sighs) Again, that was not the only issue in this game. There were still quite a few other things, and really all of it happened in the second half. Denver flat out took themselves out of this game in the second half. Michael Malone has this um, this phrase of speech that he's been using recently where it's the Nuggets are defending themselves, and that's exactly what happened in that second half. The ball was not moving the way it should. Denver was not playing through Nikola Jokic. They were taking ill-advised shots early in the shot clock or passing up good looks to take bad shots. It just was, everything was just off. And that is why the Nuggets in the second half were just so atrocious offensively. Their numbers, I mean, it's hard to fathom how bad these numbers were. Denver shot 21.7% from the field in the second half. They were 10 of 46. They were 3 of 19 from deep for just a hair under 16%. They only had 4 assists in the entire half. The Nuggets have put together 20 assist halves multiple times this year. They only had 4 assists in the entire second half against 9 turnovers. They only had 28 points. Not a single play scored more than six points. Gary Harris was one of seven from the field. Barton was one of six. Millsap was one of eight. Monte Morris was one of four. Jamal Murray was one of three. It was miserable. Denver was just as bad as you could imagine offensively in that second half. And on top of that, defensively, they were letting a Wizards team that was significantly worse than them get to their spots. The Wizards didn't even play particularly well, but Denver just gave them so many open looks that eventually they were starting to fall and Denver fell back in a big way. They really just collapsed and stopped caring, it felt like, in that second half. And that's not to say the Nuggets don't care. That's to say that in the second half, they let go of the rope. And that is exactly what it looked like. You don't only score 28 points in a single half of basketball unless everything goes wrong and you let go of the rope. And that's exactly what happened. The Nuggets need to find a way to bounce back. And now they're going to have to do it on the road in Golden State against the team that is directly ahead of them in the standings. The Nuggets have made multiple comments about how they would like that first seed in the Western Conference. Now they have to play the first seed in the Western Conference, a team that has wiped the floor with them in two games now. I mean, the Warriors, when they want to play their best basketball, are completely and utterly unstoppable. But with Denver, they were always kind of playing more passive, and as the conversation around Denver continued to grow, the Warriors try to take them more seriously, which is why they have just completely handled Denver in their past two meetings. I expect no different. I mean, I don't care that the Warriors have been struggling recently. This Nuggets team is right on their heels, and the Warriors are going to want to make a point out of that game. So for Denver to bounce back from such a terrible loss like they just had, they have a very, very, very tough challenge in Golden State against the Warriors on the road for a team that has absolutely killed them in back-to-back games. That's all I got to say. There really wasn't a whole lot of stuff to take away from the actual play of this game. It was just a burn-the-tape kind of a game. It was really, really rough, but thank you again for sticking around. There'll be a new podcast coming out very shortly. Um, Thank you guys again. I will be talking to you very shortly, and until then, have a great rest of your day.